You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg with a special guest this morning. On this Saturday morning, March 4th, say to you, good morning, Georgia. Good morning. And good morning to you folks in Lithonia. I like Lithonia. Well, it's a nice place. Yeah, it is. And and that voice you hear is that special guest, Jason Longshore, once again, joining us. Ah, See, I like now, it. Every time I say Jason Longshore. Like it. Does it have to cut off that quick? I kind of let it linger for a little bit, or is it just cut <laughs> off like that? I right, would we'll do it again. Let's we'll give it a test there. Jason Longshore. It's the voice of Atlanta United. We're going to be talking lots of soccer. It's the education of Greg. Um, We're going to get you up to speed. Yeah, well, listen, I fully admit I'm that person who is not about learning. I'm about what's (laughs) happening next. I'm not about saying it was better back in the day. I'm not that dude. Not getting off in my lawn because I don't follow this particular sport or that particular thing. I'm always, well, I shouldn't say always, but in most cases, I like to think that I'm open-minded and realize my shortcomings in something. Listen, if I didn't have to do this show... I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. You wouldn't want discover to know. as much as you do. It's a good thing. Well, when it comes to soccer, in general, right? Though. In general, well, that's though. true too. Well, obviously that. Yeah, because I come with all kinds of nonsense but throughout the show. That's it for me too. I mean, it's easy for me to get in full twenty four seven soccer mode. I'll start telling you about teams in Ecuador, teams in in Asia, whatever. I'll watch all of that. But when I get to do this. I jump into a little bit of NASCAR, jump into a little bit of hockey, a little bit of basketball. It's a lot of fun. That was beautiful what you just did. Not only do I go down that rabbit hole, too, uh, but you know. gave a little tease about what's coming up with the show. I've done this a few times. Yes, you have. And this is I'm, I ain't hanging around you for nothing. This is the reason <laughs> we're doing this together here. Jason Longshore, once again, join. There it is. <laughs> uh, Mr. Crenshaw's on assignment. By the way. Where, where, okay, now By where's way, his assignment? First, no, off? he's just on assignment, and this is what I did last time when you joined me. See, this is this is the been the pattern. This is the this is the end of the sandwich because we started with you with me, <laughs> yes, and then you and Sam did like three shows together or something. Yeah, that was the meat of it, and now here I am back with the bread on the other end of it, and. I just said he was on assignment when you did. And I did you this bring the first us time. guests? Did you bring us gifts back from Bucky's? That's what I want to know. I, 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 I no, man. I would be lying for not disappointed. 
I'm very First of all, I heard y'all clowning me and what you were saying, sending me to Bucky's of all places to send me. <laughs> See, that's where Sam would want to go on assignment. Not Greg. That's a good assignment, though. I if love you, Bucky's. If you look, I got no problem with it. And like Sam says, it's the cleanest bathrooms on the interstate. This is and true. And they got plenty of things for you to eat there. I'm not a big brisket eater, but they got other sandwiches oh. there. Why why you say that like you deflate it? Everybody because the brisket tacos are amazing at Bucky's. Again, if you're into that sort of thing, and I know they're good. <laughs> I don't hate brisket. It just ain't something I seek out. Fair enough. Some people, you know, they, they gravitate to it. So anyway, I heard about that. By the way, and, <laughs> and when I heard about it, I was watching the Live Golf Tour on the CW, which oh, was a shot back at Sam. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. It was crazy. I had, I had a, a – I'm going to pace myself, but I had a week to remember. But I was on assignment, not at Bucky's. Um, <laughs> and – and, uh, again, we'll just, you know, we'll talk about it. Okay. Actually, one of the things that happened to me is my story of the week. It's time for Sam and Greg's story of the week. Could be sports. Grapefruit League activity. Could be news. Could be entertainment. This is our first time on the VMAs. It could be, well, anything. You know what I'm saying? Sam and Greg's story of the week on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Sam and Greg. All right, well, I have two stories, but I'm going to tell you, well, one is the real story, but then something else I just kind of tripped into, and I want to present it to you and see, get your thoughts on it. Okay. But I will let you go first, sir, if you have a story of the week. Yeah, I mean, it's an easy one for me. It is match day for Atlanta United, and, and we have to get you caught up on what happened last week, but the big story of the week came out Friday for me in my world. When we got the good news when it comes to Atlanta United that the work visa is approved and you're going to have to practice this name, Yorgos Yakamakis. Yorgos Yakamakis. 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 Yeah, you're there. Oh, I'll forget that. It, but it's not hard. Seconds. I think everybody's <laughs> freaking out about saying, saying Yorgos' name. I forgot. I just forget it. You're going to have to correct me. It, it, he, he's cool with being called Gigi. He's cool with being called the tank. He, he's got a million nicknames. He is a big-time goal scorer. And I love his confidence walking in the door. And look, everybody who's been around Atlanta United knows what Joseph Martinez did for the club. And he wore the number seven. He made the number seven famous. That shirt has a little more weight with Atlanta United now. Yorgos Yakimakis walks in the door. He wore seven at Celtic, his last club. I'll take the seven. That takes confidence. Well, everybody, see, this is the other thing, and I I think it's, getting well-known, but there's still a lot of sports fans in this country that don't realize the significance of that number around the world. Yeah, that's an interesting one because he went to Celtic and it was the number of a legendary player there too, and he took it. You know, seven's not quite ten when it comes to soccer. Ten is Pelé, ten is Maradona, ten is Messi, you know, ten's a, a whole nother world. But the thing about soccer when you get into numbers is you don't see numbers retired like we do in American sports. Right. It's they, they are recycled and they're used. Sometimes maybe they go out of circulation for a little while after a legend wears it. I wondered if that would happen here. Yorgos, that's his number. He's taken the number. He knows that brings some extra expectation because of what that number means in Atlanta. And he's ready to take that on. And I don't know if he starts tonight. Probably not because he just got the visa for Friday. He trained with the team on Friday. But I do think he's going to be available. And I do think we could see him on the pitch tonight. You know, this is I'm looking forward to the rest of the show because this is what I remember last time you worked you and I worked together. We have a we have a blueprint. We have we have a, <laughs> a, a, a script somewhat of what we're going to talk about. 
but either you say something or I say something that takes us in a different direction. And you just said something. What did I, I do? Want, no, no, no. I want to ask you a question. Okay. And you're the perfect person to answer this. All right. You brought up the name Joseph Martinez. Mm-hmm. And you then used the word legend. Yeah. When we talk about this city and we talk about the Dale Murphys and we talk about the Dominiques and whoever else you want to throw in there, can you, without hesitation, include Joseph Martinez as an Atlanta sports legend? Yes. Now, I realize that he won a championship while he was here, mm-hmm. but the time he was here was relatively short. It was. But you still consider him flat out when you you put him in the category with those all-time greats. Today, yes. Okay. Um, just because, you know, soccer has a shorter lifespan, has a, a shorter history here. Now, when we get 50 years down the road and people are talking about Atlanta soccer legends, is he still there? I don't know. Well, let's just say, no, no, forget about the spot, soccer part. I'm talking about Atlanta sports legends. No, no, I, I know. But in when, a decade from now, will they? Would, do you believe they'll still include him in that conversation? I think so. I think some of it comes down to, and it's outside of Atlanta now, but how his career ends. You know, it's it's not going to affect his time here. He's always going to be looked at fondly. But if he doesn't do much in Miami or if he goes somewhere else or whatever and his career kind of fizzles out, and I'd hate to see that for him, but it happens with injuries. We see it happens with age. Maybe that changes the feeling a little bit, but I think he'll be honored here in Atlanta when his retirement comes. I think he'll be honored by Atlanta United in a huge, huge way. And, yeah, I mean, he is probably that guy right now because Miguel Almiron was an incredible player. He was only here for two years. He was part of that championship team. But when you talk talent, we're having different conversations. You talk legend when – the, the chant around it, Mike Conti said it a million times on the radio, build the statue. When that's being talked about about a player, he's a legend. You know what's crazy about that? And I think about some of the teams. Now, mind you, all professional teams, but the levels of their professionalism sometimes is questioned by people who also play that sport. When you talk about soccer in Europe and, and, and other countries around the world, they look at MLS – not on the same level as them. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. But okay. they, they look at the Argentine League as that, too. And last time I checked, Argentina won the World Cup. So <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what's interesting about soccer. And I think that's what, look, some people, you want to take shots and you want to you pop off about it because you don't like the game. That's what people will go to. Oh, it's not the biggest league. The NBA is the biggest basketball league. But you have other basketball leagues that are becoming bigger and sending players here. And when, but when they win, when they win a championship on their level, and they have a a cup a or whatever. Deal. Okay, so here's my question. This is what ran through my head. We're talking about Joseph Martinez mm-hmm. and he being the catalyst for bringing a championship here to this city yeah. with that particular team. There was a hockey team here that won a cup. Nobody yep. mentions Lapuma or Gretzky. Oh, I remember or those guys fighting everybody. Oh yeah, Chris Lapuma, Chris Lapuma, Brett Gretzky. Uh, uh, the first female goalie. Manon Rayom. Man, thank you very much. <laughs> that, that I know you part there. No, I know you do, but I'm saying <laughs> you have to reach for that. Yeah, and that's a little different to me because... I realize it's the minor league team for Tampa why, Bay. That's yes. why. And, and it's not a knock. It, it was a big deal for that team, for those fans, but it wasn't in the biggest league in this country. Now, what people will do if they want to take shots at MLS or take shots at soccer from a sideways perspective with it, they'll say that MLS isn't the biggest league in the world. But then you're taking shots at the Spanish league, and they'll argue with you about it. You're taking shots at the German league, and they'll argue with you about it. Well, I won't understand them. Probably not. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. 
they'll say a few things you'll definitely understand, uh, yeah, or yeah. a few maybe bits of body language that yeah. you'll understand. Now, the thing is, like in soccer, there's not one league that is the biggest, no question, period. Because the English league is is maybe the biggest when it comes to money. That's what I'm thinking. But you're going to have people argue and say Real Madrid, Spain. They, they've won five Champions Leagues in the last decade. They're the biggest. That league's the biggest. Germany's going to say our league is the best. France, well, maybe a little bit. Probably not much. Um, Italy, used to. Maybe not quite right now. But you have the big five in Europe. MLS is in the top 10, 12 in the world. And that's going to continue to rise. But it's just not talked about the same way as, oh, you're not in that league. You're not important. Your and domestic league is a big deal. And there's no way to condensing it. I mean, this is this no, just the nature it's, of the beast with this because it's a, it's a worldwide sport. And can they do something similar to what we just – well, it's actually still going on. But we're watching the Live Tour do to the PGA Tour. In other words, can we get these guys from around the – we get a select group of guys – who have decided we're going to make our own Premier League, maybe call it something different. Oh. No, what I'm saying. One, one of these days, I'm going to have to sit down and really talk about the Super League idea with you. Really? Because you it's got one? Kind of, no, no. It, it, they tried to do it. Um, it was talked about with, do you know the Champions League in Europe, where yeah. like the champions of the domestic leagues play in a concurrent competition? They tried to basically do a separate version of that with more money for the clubs, and it was called the Super League. Very similar. Um, it failed miserably because of the history behind the domestic leagues in Europe. You're talking about leagues that are as old as Major League Baseball. Right. And we see how baseball is very reticent in terms of changing things and updating things and, and growing with Well, the that's times. because they can because they have nobody pushing them. Right. Okay, you have these leagues all around the world, so if whatever's going on in England sees something new and shiny and bright going on in Brazil and the interest has taken to a whole other level, they're going to incorporate in there. We're watching it to some extent right now with these other football leagues. Hey, they're going to do yeah. this. The NFL is going to take a piece of that. So I'm saying to you, there's nobody, there's no league around the world. We, we got baseball and, 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 and up and down Central America and South America and, and Japan and Asia and different places. But nobody's making the traditionalists, the people who are running baseball, who move at a glacier-like pace, yeah. to move any faster. Nobody, nobody's close enough. Same with basketball. Nobody's close enough. NFL can, can cherry-pick what they want from the other football leagues because they're the behemoth. Soccer's different because you have hundreds of big teams worldwide. It's just a whole different animal. This is going to be fun. And we just killed the whole segment talking soccer. This is the first of many. There Forget we about go. my story of the week. <laughs> I'll come back and tell you that one a little bit. But this is what we got. Jason Longshore. Oh, he's got to have that ready. No, nah, it's all right. Max is back there working. We're, and speaking of Max, we have him coming up next. We sent a tweet out, and by the way, I was tweeting with thumbs, uh, about this show and what we have on there. And it was written that we have an MMA expert. We do. Talking about tonight's match. He's right over there. He's right over there, and he's coming up next. Max going to let you know what you need to know about uh, UFC. Was it 285? Two, 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 285. Yep, 285. That's coming up next. Sam and Greg with Jason Longshore this morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. The champ is here.
Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. This is where Mr. Crenshaw would come in and say, It's a game day, but I can't do it like him. I, I can't even try. I can't, yeah. And he just, he, and plus, he's been like this, you know, he's been teasing folks. I don't like mm-hmm. that. Sam's teasing. He, he's what? got this tease. See, he's got this thing that everybody waits for, and he's like the, 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 the sexy girl in high school who, who makes all the boys just kind of, you know, you got to. Bring me this, bring me that, do this, do that for me. And they never let you kiss them, right? They never, if it is, it's a kiss on the jaw. I'm waiting to see where this is going. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, FCC's there. got me on speed dial. Yeah, I'm not messing around. Yeah, that's probably So anyway, true. he doesn't do it enough. And this is what you wait for that. And this would be the perfect day forward as we sit here on this Saturday, March 4th, with a big fight night blooming. Mm-hmm. Again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Uh, that is Jason Longshore. We hear that a lot tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's one of the voices of Atlanta United, and we're going to be talking about that as they get ready to take on Toronto tonight. And while I'm thinking about it, let's just knock this out of the way. You got Atlanta United, Toronto. That's going to be, on, as Sam and I like to say, on our cousin station, Star 94. Yes. All right. Pre-game 7 o'clock, kick 7.30. Hawks taking on the Heat here, pre-game 7.30, tip at 8. Followed by Arizona and UCLA after the Hawks. Big night. What's the biggest name you can think of when it comes to University of Arizona? Oh, I always think Lou Olson. Lou Olson. That's mine. Uh, Steve Kerr. Ah, there's another basketball player, and I can't well, think of it now. Um, uh, the guy who was at Kentucky and then went to Arizona, I think won a national championship. Mills? Okay. He's not the biggest name, but it's the one well, that I remember. Big, I was asking yeah. for the biggest name. Sorry. UCLA is too, you know. Nah. It starts with, you know, coaching and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we have, listen, we had so much fun in the last segment. Normally, this is when I, I break down who we have coming up on the show, but we got so in deep with soccer talk, and it's going to be that way throughout the show because Jason Buckle is here. Up. <laughs> yes, he's here, not only filling in for Mr. Crenshaw, who's on assignment, and I haven't figured out where yet, but he's on assignment someplace. He's not at Bucky's. He's not at Bucky's. No, he's, not, he's, he's definitely not at Bucky's. But I didn't get a chance to run down some of the other things that we have coming up on the show, along with this soccer talk. We're going to be – listen, you haven't had a chance to be on with us when we've had Sean Belisian on. I have not. This is, this is going to be great. The, the, if there was ever a guy who sounded like he just grabbed a down power line, sucked on it, and then went and did a segment, that's Sean. <laughs> and I mean every single time he comes on here. Okay. And we're one of the few people that talk hockey. And listen – we're, it, it, it ain't like it ain't there. Hey, it's an interesting topic right now when it comes to Atlanta. Absolutely. Yes, that's right. So we just like to kind of keep you up on it with somebody who is as excited as they need yeah. to be to bring the Atlanta hockey fan base, uh, you know, kind of lean into the radio going, oh, finally somebody who's doing right. – because I ain't got a lot of questions. I got some questions. I'm feeling a certain kind of way this past week because of what happened up uh, on um, – a team that plays on Madison Street up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. The end of the era ended. They got rid of Patrick Kane and, yep. and all this. Anyway, so we're going to talk to Sean. He's coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Deshaun Tate coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. We're going to talk college. We're going to talk pro basketball with Deshaun. We have Corey McCartney. Corey was supposed to join us last week. Couldn't. He's got some things going on, but Corey is our go-to guy when it comes to baseball. Spring training. we got lots of questions, rule changes. All of that stuff is coming up with Corey. You, sir, I want to thank you for providing our guest that we're going to have at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. Yeah, Steve Cangelosi from Apple TV MLS Season Pass. Steve's going to be on the call tonight with Atlanta and Toronto on Season Pass. 
So that's all coming up later on in the show. I got a cat. Well, I got kind of a casting call. I want to remind you one more time how to find the stuff behind the camera. We'll talk about that and some other things that, that Jason and I are trying to get to. But tonight, it's uh, UFC 285. I called um, this past week, I called Max. And I said, listen, dude, this is when he first started working with us a few weeks ago, he kind of came on and just gave a, a little opinion about what he thought was going on or lacking in UFC, right? And Twitter world blew up because we don't get we don't get that on our show. Sam and I don't do a deep dive into MMA. And our new producer came on, and it was like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> and we know that we have somebody now who will be on top of this. I, this is a good time for it because I am I am intrigued by John Jones coming back, Max. And the biggest thing for me is to see somebody go up this far in weight. I think we've seen it in the boxing world where, okay, somebody comes in a lot more than they were the last time we saw them in a fight. And it's usually not a good thing. Nope. But John Jones looks like he is ready to go 40-plus pounds bigger than he last did, time we he, saw him. Bugs Bunny used to do that. He'd put his thumb in his mouth and then blow up and then he'd just, like, expand. Yeah, but with muscles. <laughs> just exactly. Yeah. yeah. What's going on, Max? So... For for one, so he was the light heavyweight champion, and when you're the light heavyweight champion, that's the 205-pound division. Now, the UFC is different from boxing because they don't have as many weight classes. Now, they do right. have, they added more weight classes as the sports evolved, but they don't have as many. So, 205 pounds, those are the pretty big dudes, and then anything above that to 265 is the heavyweight. So, we've seen people like Brock Lesnar, uh, Francis Nagano, who just left the sport, they would hit the 265 mark, or they would even have to cut weight to make 265. I was about to say, did Brock get down to 265? Yeah, yeah. so these are the big boys and John Jones but what's interesting with him is not only did he get to 248 pounds at one point he said he was in the 250s what I think is very smart what he's doing is that he's had a three-year layoff which is ring rust but the positive note on this it's not like he's just putting on a bunch of weight and then making an immediate transition to it it's he's carried this weight now for three years he's trained with this weight for three years now so to me someone who's already such the smartest fighter we've ever seen um, and now is now acclimated to what it's like with this weight and that's why I feel more comfortable with him doing it even though he hasn't tested it in the ring yeah, to me, now Mike Tyson, what I'm about to say is probably going to be a quote-unquote bold take. Uh-oh. Um, when you look at combat sports, I look at it as like studying a curriculum individually. So like boxing, you're a mathematician, and then MMA is kind of the conglomerate. It's a, a bunch of everything. You put everything, smorgasbord, you put it all together. So when you look at that, he is the greatest educator of all time because he's an MMA fighter. And he's the scariest dude. Now, Mike Tyson, he may not be as polarizing or the star of Mike Tyson, but there is nobody scarier than John Jones in the history of the sport. And when you look at how he's just, and that's who he is. He's a little edgy. We've seen it on his off the octagon antics. Like, that's just, that's who he is. And you put the athleticism behind it. You put he has the longest reach in UFC history. He's Mm -hmm. never lost. And he's beaten the who's who. Like, he's made it look easy since he was 22 years old. He was the youngest champion ever. So this guy's scary. And, and why the three-year layoff? Uh, so there was a couple things. One, he had so he had USADA testing at first. So that first, now because of the new testing pool, I won't bore you to death with this. He he's cleared. He cleared his name. He never had steroids. There was like a picogram, which is now with the new testing is okay. So he had right. that suspension at first, and then he also got in trouble with some legal issues. And then finally, once all of that cleared, it was everyone knew he wanted to go to the heavyweight division. There was nothing left for him at the light heavyweight division. It was starting to get boring. And so he wanted to put on weight the right way, and then it was contract negotiations. He wanted to get paid. So finally, 
we get this guy back in the octagon and he signed an eight-fight deal. Now, whether we see him follow through with eight fights is a different story, but we know we're getting him right now. Eight fi- How old is he now? 35 years old. So I don't know if we're going to get yeah. eight fights. I know we'll get two out the gate. He wants yeah. to fight two times this year. you got Connor coming back. So the sport's in a great shape right now. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, I've kind of been in and out when it comes to, to MMA and UFC and uh, Ultimate Fighter got me really hooked for the first time yep. on it because I got to understand it a little bit. Yep. And the thing about Jones that, that has blown me away is he can beat you so many different ways. It feels like you get so many great fighters who it's great punching power or, or, or it's the kicks or, or it's the submissions. Jones has got all of it, right? Yeah, he's like the 2018 Golden State Warriors. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. John Jones could beat you on the feet. You know he's not going to get tired, so you don't have to worry about him getting yeah. exhausted. And then the most important skill uh, in MMA right now is like the three-point shot. It's wrestling. Like, you have to be able to dictate where the fight goes. And no one, he's, he's not going to get taken down. He's never been out-wrestled. He's great on the ground. He has a chin. Now, I say all this, and he can go out there and lose in the first 10 seconds. Like, the heavyweight, that's all it takes. You can get hit one time right. on the chin, and it's over. That's what makes the sport so crazy. He could win 9 out of 10 times. This Saturday night could be the 10th time he accidentally gets clipped. But all that being said, we've yet to see that, and he is the best fighter we've ever seen. And his distance control, you'll see if you watch the fight, his arms are so long. Now, it would be interesting if he could do it to the same extent he did at light heavyweight because he was so much bigger, but he still has the longest reach going into the heavyweight division. Why don't we see more of him? As far as like in the spotlight and, and just, or just uh, fighting Somebody more who is as great as he is at what he does and being as visible a sport as it is, I'm just curious. Is the personality that you mentioned earlier, the kind of crusty sort of prickly thing, you know, there's some people. Like, that's why we never heard or saw that much of Larry Holmes when he was the champ. Because, he, A, he didn't have that Ali personality. As a matter of fact, he didn't have much of a personality. It was kind of caustic. Yeah. And the same with Mike Tyson. But Mike Tyson's personality, while it was the same, he there was always this air of danger around him in that you didn't know, A, what he was going to do or what he was mm-hmm. going to say. And that's even when he was in an interview. We saw him go sideways on people um, during interviews on a regular basis. There's, it's, it's an indescribable trait, that it factor that makes us gravitate toward champions. And I'm curious as to everything that you described about John Jones, Max, that person should be visible in our world, especially if you're a sports fan, other than the people who just follow MMA, commercials, whatever it is, Saturday Night Live, whatever, more than he presently is doing, I would think. It's a fantastic point. So that's what makes people so frustrated because, yeah, he's the greatest UFC fighter of all time, but yet he hasn't lived up to his potential, believe it or not, which is crazy when you just say that statement, but yet there's still so much more he could have unlocked. And he still can, but to your point, I think what he's lacking is a brand outside of the octagon. So, like, when you think Conor McGregor, you think of proper 12. um, He's bigger than life. He's a global superstar. Obviously, he has the personality. Muhammad Ali had the personality. Tyson had the danger. Jordan has the Jordan brand. He made it global. Uh, LeBron's opening schools. Witness. John Jones doesn't really have that, like, other than fighting and getting in trouble. And so if he were able to establish himself more... Uh, relatability standpoint, I think we would see that. Do you think he's turning down offers? Because I don't think that Conor McGregor is smart enough to get that, you know, what he got. I think they came to him because of the antics that he pulls. Yeah, but what I was going to say is, are, do you think maybe the UFC at times has been a little afraid to strap the rocket ship 
to John Jones. A hundred percent. Like uh, Dana White made a comment. Uh, someone asked a question at the press conference, and they're like, "Are you going to party after?" He said, "No, it's probably best I don't." And uh, Dana's like, "Amen." Like we, we <laughs> like we can't see you get in trouble again. And so I think yeah. people have just gotten. Turned you talking about off. Dana? Or you talking about John? Dana White. Uh, they, oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's which one you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, people have just been turned off by it because the, yeah. the moment you see him win and you dominate, like, hey, this is the guy, and then all of a sudden he gets in trouble. And so yeah. you can only do that so many times before people are like, man, we're just tired. Well, of then that. how do people feel about McGregor? Because that's exactly what you just described. It's in, that's such a great point, but he's like Tiger Woods to MMA, and so he's almost bigger than the sport uh, itself. Ah, hang on a second. Back that. Give me another analogy. Don't say Tiger. As far as no, I, I get it. Tiger to, to the not his not his accomplishments, in, in, but his brand. Yeah, in, in terms brand. of like point name value. Yeah, yeah. That's that's if you go ask if we went down to the street and we asked twenty people about who do they know in UFC, most of them are going to say Conor McGregor. He's that big. Absolutely. Exactly. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's the. But he is, ex- just like I said, what Max was just saying. He hasn't won. And he keeps getting beat. And yet he's had oh, all these things, these, 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 you know, but, uh, thrown but, at okay, him and given But if we're, gonna, if we're going to do that, then Tiger's not winning tournaments right now either. So, like, that's the, that's well, the you, deal. Is you get to a point where things change. And we do but you're have still to, a star. We do have to give Connor a little credit. And I will say this because now, to your point, yeah, he's not winning. But at his peak, we've never seen a streak like that, and he was the right. first to hold two belts simultaneously in two different divisions. And then, of course, That's he nuts. was trash-talking Mystic Mac. He would predict what round, and it was happening. Yeah. So people like to live in the past and romanticize. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you about the fight tonight. So what's the matchup? Do you think Jones wins this? Yes. John Jones, I believe, will run through him. Um, now, again, I could say all of this, and he gets knocked out in the first 10 seconds. Right. But stylistically, <laughs> I do believe John Jones is the superior fighter. I think he'll take it to the ground. He'll make it dirty. He'll, he'll dirty it up and do what he does. And now the news came out yesterday that the next guy is already in line for the winner of tonight. Stipe Miocic. He has the most UFC wins in UFC history. That was the fight we originally wanted to see. It was him and Naganu, but then Naganu left the UFC. Stipe was injured. So, yeah, it's building for sure. Say that name again. Stipe Miocic. He's a firefighter while he's a UFC fighter. It's a great story. Wow. He just he doesn't get marketed because he's not a trash talker at all. He loves everyone. Right. Between you and those names and you and these soccer names, hey, I, I'm Stipe just, Miocic is more difficult than Yorgos Yakimakis. I was practicing and I couldn't say it over here. Luckily, my mic was off. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, just, I just want to get those names in Scrabble. That's, I'll be happy with that. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. You've been hearing Jason Longshore. He's been in for Sam. You've been hearing Max throughout the show. We're going to hear more. Well, we're going to hear Jason throughout the show, but Max has got some He got some more oh, tidbits we're gonna about hear Max tonight. Too. Yes, because we are going to switch. I'm going to get my story of the week out, and we're going to talk a little uh, NBA next. Hawks going up against the uh, Heat later on today. We'll talk about them. And something happened this past week while I was gone with this team. Will you please enlighten me as to why, what, and the fallout from it? That's up next. Sam and Greg, again with Jason. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. I was the third brother of five Doing whatever I had to do to survive I'm not saying what I did was all right Trying to break out of the ghetto with a day to day fight. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Crossing 110th Street for Jason Longshore in for Sam today. There you go. Born First, on this day, Bobby Womack. Yeah. I never forget a girl when I was in high school walking through the hallways. And you think back to things you remember 
and you wonder, why am I retaining this information? But I just remember these two girls having a conversation about singers and this one getting in this other girl's, one girl getting in the other one's face going, Bobby Womack is my boy, and, and don't you ever say it. But it was the way it was. Mm-hmm. There, I, was, there was intent behind her telling this other girl. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Love some Bobby Womack. Oh, yeah. Again, on this uh, Saturday morning, the fourth day of March, a lot of stuff happened on this day. But mainly, Jason Longshore is in for Mr. Crenshaw, who was out on the <laughs> Thank you, Max. Mm. We're going to do that throughout the show. I hope that's not too annoying to you. I love it. <laughs> um, of course, one of the voices, along with Mike Conti of uh, Atlanta United, who played Toronto today. You can hear that game right here on our sister station, cousin station, whatever, uh, Star 94, pregame 7 o'clock, kick at 7.30. We've got Hawks and Heat up here, 7.30 pregame, tip at 8, and then followed by Arizona and UCLA right after the game. Um, let me do my story of the week. Um, real quick, and then we'll get into this NBA talk because we had so much fun talking soccer in that first segment and never got a chance to do it. So, And if you're just joining us and you don't know, Sam and I started this month or so ago, and we will start off our show, uh, our Saturday show, because we've been gone for five days with our story of the week. It's time for Sam and Greg's story of the week. Could be sports. Grapefruit League activity. Could be news. Could be entertainment. This is our first time on the VMAs. It could be, well, anything. You know what I'm saying? Sam and Greg's story of the week on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Sam and Greg. Okay, so I just have to tell you that I wasn't at Bucky's last week. <laughs> I'm still not <laughs> sure of that, but okay. I was not at Bucky's. A, a very long-planned family trip took place last week. There was some significant birthdays that were hit with uh, my wife and one of the kids, and, and it was also sort of a makeup for a trip that was supposed to happen with one of the other kids who turned a, uh, a certain birthday during the pandemic. So all of that didn't happen, so it all sort of culminated last week. We went on this trip to celebrate all these birthdays, and I was basically there as Benson. All right. Now, we went to Hawaii, and it was, it was you know, it was fun. It really was. I hesitate because it was still yeah. a family trip. Okay, okay. And like uh, all family trips, at some point, and this was different in that everybody was an adult. There were a number of grown folks. with no kids. Everybody was, was over 25. So okay. when that time of day hit after a long day, you know, someone hanging out at the beach, whatever, alcohol was busted open. Mm-hmm. And then when, when that happened, you know, it's just things are said. You know, when you mm-hmm. things have been left dormant for, you know, 10 years or so, they come unearthed. But that's not why you called them. So mm-hmm. this, is my, this was my story of the week, w- one of them. But this is the one I want to start with. I saw something. It was the most impressive thing that I have ever seen before. One of the most impressive things I've ever seen before, and it happened on the flight back. I would, I want to say confidently that Delta has one nonstop flight from Atlanta to Honolulu. A day. How long of a flight is that? It's going, it's about eight hours. Okay. Over eight hours. Coming back, tailwind and everything. Yeah. Usually just under eight hours. Okay. All right. This was coming back. So it's three across. Wife and I are in window, middle seat. I sat in the middle seat. I don't care. I don't have a problem with that. Sitting next Eight to hours? Middle seven seat? and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, mm-hmm. We did it once before. Listen, I'd rather do that than stop and sit in Salt Lake City for three hours. Crazy, yeah. That's you know true. what I mean, that's and and, true. and and hope that my luggage makes it to Honolulu. You yeah, know what I mean. These days, and if that doesn't happen, then what are you doing there? You you know you're you're in what you wore to the airport for a day or so till your luggage arrives. So we knock this out, we get it done with boom. But 
sitting next to me on the flight back was a woman with a two-month-old baby. Now, a lot of people would freak out initially going, oh, now i got to have a screaming baby this whole trip back for eight hours going back to Atlanta. I didn't have that thought. Okay. And what happened next was amazing to me. And let me just say to every woman out there that's ever had to take a baby on a plane, you have my fullest respect. Because we've seen it before, but I never had it that close. The woman had me at one point just hold the baby for a second. I never held a two-year-old. The kids I raised were, you know, they weren't mine. Plus, they were already in school when I got there. All right, <laughs> me and Sam, me and Sam, we're, we're those kind of parents. We, you know, we're, we're step parents. We we did it with one hand tied behind our back. We weren't there when they were two months old. So she hands me this baby, or actually, I asked her. But what I'm getting at is this woman navigated holding this baby. Because I only held it for a second, you know, mm-hmm. one time. She she was maneuvering throughout the eight hours with this baby, unhooking her seatbelt, eating, maneuvering things around so the baby wouldn't cry. I mean, this was a work of art. All the things that you do, think about all the moving around you do in you know in your in your seat on a long flight. Oh, I'm dropping things all the time. And now put a two month old baby in your arms. Yeah, one handed. This woman was doing impressive. amazing things. And when I tell you that that baby cried for a total of about maybe 45 seconds wow. the entire flight, and those were two different times, I just thought that was amazing. Wow. I mean, the kid was beautiful as far as temperament. When she handed him to me, mm-hmm. her to me, she looked up at me, of course, as two months old do, and wonder what planet they're on. <laughs> Who's this thing in front of me? Yeah. And, and why is it brown? <laughs> uh, and then come here back to her mother. <laughs> And this kid was just great. Anyway, I just want to say I'd never seen anything like it before. For that length of time on a flight, one-handed, this woman navigated doing everything that you do in a in a seat. And this kid did miss a beat. And it was only one time, and I think it was when she was trying to hand back the flight attendant something that they get a cup or something like that. Yeah. And it had fallen. And so she, I said, you want me to grab it? She goes, oh, yeah. And she didn't hesitate giving me her baby, right? And she gave it to <laughs> well, me. I thought you were going for anywhere. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but anyway, I wanted to say that because that was amazing to me, and it got me thinking about mothers who have to do this. And I'm not yeah. talking an hour and 15-minute flight from here to Chicago. This was eight hours. And it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen before. You might have gotten a little lucky, too, on the temperament side. Oh, yeah. I, I know yeah, I did. I think you might need to go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> well, this kid was great. And the other thing I want to mention is I saw this this past week. Are you familiar with Wheels? With Wheels? W-H-E-E-L-Z. No. Are you, Max? No, I was thinking you, about what I'm driving. I know. I'm like, Wheels, <laughs> yes. I know no. what the wheel is, yes. Wheels, I saw this story. The latest... Um, Real Sports with Brian Gumbel aired, and they did a story on, and I want to get this guy's name right, Aaron Frothenham, Frothenham, F-O-T-H-E-R-I-N-G-H-A-M. How would you pronounce that? Fotheringham. Okay. Well, this is a kid who is inspiring an entire generation of people like him. So when I think of, when I say the word Sean White to you, you know what I'm talking about, right? This guy is the Sean White. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's amazing. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah, this is amazing. He's in a wheelchair, and he's doing Sean White-like stunts. He's doing these, 
and, and I'm talking not the, 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 the winter sports, Sean White. I'm talking about the, the X Games summer, jumping around, all this. The, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, it's like skateboarding it, it in a wheelchair, in a modified wheelchair. And he um, built this wheelchair. So anyway, that's go incredible. check out this story if you can get real sports. But his, his nickname is Wheels. And, of course, again, I'm getting to the party late because this guy's got a massive following. I, but you, I was later than you. I did not know. Um, <laughs> Aaron Wheels uh, with the Z yes. on Instagram. And, and you can get a sense of it. Nitro Circus, uh, all that kind of stuff. Just amazing. You got to see the story, man. I saw this kid and what he was doing. And they talked about, they had um, Travis Pascano on there talking yeah. about how they, when they first started having this kid in, included in his show. In Nitro Circus, yeah. They said the first time he went down a ramp, he, he face painted. And they all thought to themselves, what are we doing? We can't have this kid. And all the right. kid got up laughing. Yeah. And he's just like, let's do it again. <laughs> you have to see this story. This was one of the most, like this, this woman with this baby. I don't know what was more impressive, this woman with this baby or seeing the story <laughs> about wheels. And, again, think about the people who we, throughout our lives, we never put the person we see in a wheelchair, despite their personality, and we've seen all manner of personalities from people who are, unfortunately, in that situation, the last thing we think about is them <laughs> jumping around on ramps. Yeah, X Games and, and doing stuff. X Games stuff. Stuff. Go check out Wheels. Um, uh, this was a story that I saw this past week, and it was inspiring. And now, kids coming up who are unfortunately in that situation have a new poster on their wall. You know what I mean? That yeah. was never the case before. And this kid, this wheelchair that he bought uh, or made, I should say, from different parts, so it's perfect for him. Suspension, all. I, it really was an inspiring story, and it touched me in a certain kind of way. So I want to make that my story uh, of the week. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I've uh, got Jason Longshore <laughs> in for Mr. Crenshaw today. Um, and before we get out of this segment, listen, while I was gone, y'all didn't tell me there's going to be a coaching change down the street around the corner up the block. Well, you were at Bucky's for a long time, first off. So <laughs> we, we, we talked about how it could be coming and and I remember having this conversation with Sam about look I don't I think it's after the season but the, this this Hawks team is not good enough defensively and and when you look at where the coach impacts the game to me in the NBA it's not as much on the offensive side it's the defensive side and, and they haven't improved and they're not good defensively and that's got to change I didn't expect it to change when it did I thought that you were going to finish out the season with Nate McMillan they made the call, and they get Quinn Snyder, who's been here before. He was an assistant with Budenholzer. He had a good run in Utah. Um, he was the guy. I mean, he was the guy out there who wasn't working in the league that was the probably obvious hire, Max. I mean, I, I think that's the one we wondered if they might go younger, if they might go with somebody on the rise. But you're looking for somebody who can walk in the door, command respect, and win. Quinn Snyder was the guy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, immediately the players are complimenting his attention to detail. Yeah. And I feel like at this point in the NBA, I think we all can agree, it's not necessarily about the X's and O's anymore. It's more about just can you communicate and express the message to the rest of the guys. They make so much money, got bigger egos now. So do you have a coach that can resonate with the locker room? Obviously, this is a younger team. And I think Quinn Snyder was the best pick. Now, some people did mention Amine. I mean, uh, Yudoka, but I don't know. You mentioned know. it when we talked before. I was really intrigued by that. But Snyder's maybe upon. the safer choice. I would have done it. I'm just saying not that I don't think Quinn Snyder can't work out. But to your point, it's definitely the better PR move. 
I, I think what has has jumped out to me, Greg, in, in terms of Snyder and what we've seen so far, and it's it's two games and it's you know not many practice sessions. What Max said about players talking about attention to detail. Is that because it's a new guy and it's a new voice and you're listening automatically because it's something new? Or is that because that was not happening before and this is something new that, hey, we're actually paying attention to details? What? I think one lends itself to the other. We've seen changes like that. We've seen changes like that for the sake of making change uh, throughout sports. But the difference is sometimes those teams don't have that player, that superstar. Mm -hmm. And when that's part of the equation, sometimes you scratch your head as to why decisions are made. Now, I was going to ask you guys if you thought the reason this decision was made, why, as you put it, that um, Nate wasn't left throughout the rest of the season. These guys are, looks like they're going to be in the playoffs. They're sitting at an eight, yeah. an eight seed right now. But was this a byproduct of Brooklyn breaking up? And by the way, we don't know that that's going to happen because they just beat Boston. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it was a reaction to that. I, I think, and, and Tony Wrestlers made the rounds talking about uh, the whole decision process and everything going on. And um, player development kept coming up, and I, I was a little confused by that at first because I didn't feel like this team was in a player development kind of mode. I felt like they were in a, hey, we can go win mode. And they should be in that we can go win now mode. When I think player development, I'm like, okay, that's rebuild. That scares me. But I, I think. You combine the player development conversation, you combine the attention to detail, combine with what Quinn Snyder has said after games, before games, he is getting very detailed about things. And that was not happening before, or at least it wasn't being talked about publicly. One of the things that Sam would always say um, when we would talk about this is, again, getting back to that, when you have that superstar, and you can dissect that in a couple different ways. Is it the right superstar? In other words, there's superstars on teams that help the other players get better. Right. Then there's the superstar who's just a superstar, right. and he does what he does. Um, then, fair or not fair, where I was at this past week, which was listening to more of a national audience talk about this team, you know the, 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 the two, word that was, two words that were being applied to, 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 um, to Trey – and it started, you know, Coach Killer. And that's what I was hearing yeah. while this was going on. And I don't think it's correct. No, no, I don't think, I don't it's, think fair. it's fair either. Yeah. But when we've heard that before yeah. for, other, for other players, yeah. we have to think about who they are, who had that attached to them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are still in the league. Yeah. My point for bringing this up is this. I don't think it lasts, especially with winning, hopefully that will come, with this change. But that was what I heard all last week, and it was kind of like, man, y'all don't know all the stuff. But this happens all the time. I was hearing no local people talk about this. It was all the national audience, and they were putting – and again, listen – it's the price of being who you are. What lo- locally, the conversation was coming up too, and and yeah, I mean Trey is at that stage where he's going to be high profile. Um, the relationship between Quinn Snyder and Trey Young is going to be the most important element. The details are important. But that relationship will be very important to the Hawks' success, no doubt. They need to go out and play a round of golf. That'll usually bond people. It depends on on your golf game and your do- your golf demeanor. <laughs> Y'all need to stick around. We got hockey talk coming up in this next hour. But up next, it's uh, getting you ready for Atlanta United in Toronto. Jason Longshore's in for Sam. That is coming up next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 